Good morning. It is Monday, January 4th, 7.59 a.m. I hope you all had a good week. I know I did. It really was good. Very productive. I just got through looking up some interesting facts about the Szechuan pepper, which I'm obsessed with. If, if you guys have never had it before, it's like a numbing, it's a pepper that numbs your mouth. It's not exactly spicy. It's a little tiny bit spicy, but it's the numbing. Um, I like that and I also like Sancho, which is like the Japanese version of it, it's, but it's a green color instead of red. And they're these little, they look like little tiny peppercorns. Um, But did you know that it, when you eat one, it produces a 50 hertz vibration on your tongue? And that's part of what, what contributes to the numbing, which I thought was interesting. I put some Sancho on my tongue last night and I was like, Ugh. I felt like I licked a battery. It was great. Um, I don't know if you guys were one of those kids who licked batteries. I was. I did it every chance I could get. Fortunately, I didn't have very many chances. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of nostalgic. Um, but it, an interesting thing about this pepper was that it was banned from 1968 to 2005 from, like, being imported. I mean, it was kind of loosely... It was a loose ban. But that was, like, the same year that LSD became illegal. So, of course, that caught my interest. Um, but the reason why is because the Szechuan pepper is technically in the citrus family. And if you brought it over here, it could, it carries like a canker. It could possibly, not every single peppercorn has this, but it could carry a canker virus that could infect citrus trees growing here. Which I thought was really interesting. Then in 2002, they said, well, you can bring it over, but you have to heat the peppers first. And now they're just saying, well, you can just dry them. It's fine. Which I just thought was interesting. So, yeah. After I dealt with all my Instagram crap this morning, I, um, I looked those up because I was just so curious. Um... <clears throat> I want to do a little more research about Jackie O and Arionassis, their their marriage, what it was really like. Some people say it was really bad. Some people say they got along. You never know. Um, but one of the things that I found interesting is that he was going to divorce her. Then he died. Um, he basically thought that she was using him and was spending all of his money. Um, and he felt that he had betrayed his longtime love, Maria Callas. Anyway, those are things that I was, that have been on my mind. Um, hope y'all had a happy new year. I did. Um, it was 
<clears throat> really quiet. It was just me. And I sewed. And I watched Nicholas and Alexandra, that three-hour-long movie. And I didn't do a tarot reading or anything like that, but I set some intentions. And yeah, I'm very glad that we made it to 2021. Um, I don't think everything's going to go back to normal and everything's going to be fixed, but maybe it'll be a little different than last year. Um, that was a wild year. I definitely don't think it was the worst year of my life, 2020. Definitely not. Um, I think probably 2012 was the worst year of my life. Um, and that's in the past. So it feels good to be here. Um, yesterday I took a break from photo shooting and I went shopping in places I don't normally go to and I found some nice things. Um, I went to the Salvation Army on Geary Street, kind of in the inner Richmond, and I got a nice for like 1940s dress and I got a a few other things um and then I just I wanted to get some exercise so I walked from I had walked from Haight Street to that Salvation Army and then I walked more over to Clement Street and I got a duck and if you like Peking duck, this is the way to go. Um, I got, yeah, a big one. Um, as big as a duck can be. It was only $19.99. And I'm always amazed when they chop the duck for you. Because, like, they cut it up to make it easier to fit into the package. It's such a simple act. But the precision that it's done with. And just the the knowledge it takes to do such as what you know is basically the simple act of chopping it's a lot more complex um but yeah i'm always fascinated by that um the lady had has a if you've ever if you've never been into one it's usually you can get them at most like dim sum places or steam tables but they have this large circular cutting board that's about six inches thick and it's on its own table and this tiny woman, she was maybe like 5'2 or something. She was very petite, has this huge knife. And I'm not, it's, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It's the knife blade. It's like a butcher knife. And it's about four inches wide. And she just really shows that, that duck who's boss. And, you know, she slices it down the middle with one chop, goes chop. And then she slices the legs on one side. And then she just slices these squares so quickly. I'm like, oh my God. One of the things that fascinates me about that is, can you imagine being the apprentice? Learning how to do that. I, I feel like I would cut my hand off. Um, when I did pastry, I cut myself pretty bad a few times and it wasn't even with a big knife 
there is no excuse. But yeah, I love, I love the whole watching it. And then she packed it into a to-go box and I went on my merry way. And let me tell you, it's so good. For some reason, I just think those window ducks, they've got something special to them. I don't know what they put in them, but they're delicious. And I mean, when I, when I've ordered like the Peking duck at a restaurant and you get like half a duck and honestly, by comparison, I'm like, you're not giving me the whole half, the entire half of this duck. You're giving me one little leg, like a tiny little leg. I have to get a microscope out. Just, I'm just joking. That's not true. It's a small duck leg. And then like five or six small pieces, you know, squares of duck meat. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, are the ducks smaller? Because yesterday it was like, I don't know. It felt like about five or six pounds of duck meat. Anyway, (laughs) it did give me pause. And then I sewed, I did some light sewing I mended some things, did some quality control on some items Um, I did a lot of mending a couple nights ago and all it was, was replacing elastic. Um, a lot of times I'll get, you know, a beautiful vintage dress and then I'll see if the elastic works and the elastic just dies on me. Like it hasn't, the elastic hasn't been stretched in any way, like in 40 years or something. It just, it checks out. So yeah, I spend a lot of time replacing elastic on, on garments. Um, one of them is this flamenco style dress that has these huge puffy sleeves. And the elastic was kind of, um, it, the elastic was very stretched out on that one. And, and that one was funny because when it's, when it's got the proper elastic in it, they look like these round balloons. Um, and when the elastic's out... It just, it looks like these, these sad, droopy bags. Um, so, yeah, I perked that one up. And then there was one, one dress that I did that, I don't know what happened to it. Um, but it was completely messed up and it had the, the tubing that you would, slide the elastic through not only was the elastic out of shape the tubing was completely un undone and so I had to re-sew the tubing too it was very strange it was very strange um and I watched monsoon wedding I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie it's I believe it's by Miriam Nair and it came out in 2000 Criterion Collection has it. I really miss going to the movies, so I've been watching a lot of movies lately, but I highly recommend Monsoon Wedding. Um, It just... She... The director was primarily a documentary filmmaker. She made a really good one about cabaret dancers. 
in India that I highly recommend. And then Monsoon Wedding is about a Punjabi family and their daughter is getting married. And I love those type of my daughter is getting married movies like Father of the Bride. Um, what's in, what is that other one? Oh, Steel Magnolias opens with a My Daughter is Getting Married. Um, my Big Fat Greek Wedding. And, you know, I... I just, I just love all the stress and hubbub and the clothes and everything. And this one did not disappoint. Um, it's kind of a, it's, it's funny. Um, and there's a lot of heavy moments in it too. And there are a couple moments where I, of course, cried. Um, it's very touching. It's very beautiful. It has a, I don't want to give away the ending, but it's all just very, it's very well done. And I think that the director used her her documentary filmmaking, her, you know, what is it, documentarian's eye, um, to breathe a lot of realism and, um, and just naturalness to the film. Um, of course the film was scripted, but there were so many moments that they just seemed very natural and true to life. I really loved it. Um, so yeah, it is on Criterion Collection, so if you have it, check it out, and you could probably find other ways to watch it too, and I'm probably late to the game, because I remember when it came out, it was a big deal. I was living in Houston at the time, and there's a large population of Indian people, um, in the city, so there was some hype. Anyway, I've got a ton of shipping to do. I've got 21 shipments just from Friday, like from between. I shipped on Friday night. Yeah, so on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just more. So it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about but that's fine. I'm going to organize all of my ribbons and that's going to take me about three hours, but I'm looking forward to that task. It's more, way more fun than shipping. Um, oh yeah. I talked to Taylor on New Year's Eve. That was great. Um, I FaceTimed with her and Burke and Mac. It was so great to see everybody. Um, I rarely FaceTime anybody, but they wanted to, so, you know, I obliged. Um, we both had some very strange dreams that seemed realistic on the night of the full moon, which was sometimes when there's like a, you know, they're like, oh, the full moon's in this or that. I'm just like, okay. And I don't really put much stock in it. And I didn't really this time either but apparently with the moon in cancer which i believe is ruled by the moon it it did some things to me um but yeah i had had a <clears throat> i had a really realistic dream that i felt like you know when i woke up i i was just in shock 
that it wasn't still happening. And I was sad about it for a couple of days, just kind of generally thinking about it. And at one point, I just burst into tears. I will admit that just from thinking about it. But then a couple of days later, like after, maybe probably after the moon was less full too, I just felt like I, I'm glad that that happened in the old year, you know, and I feel a lot more just like a clean slate now. And I'm not worried about those memories or the dream or anything like that anymore. So that feels good. But yeah, Taylor and Burke are doing very well. Um, they are in upstate New York and they have this really cute apartment. Mac is staying there in upstate New York. <laughs> I couldn't gather whether they were living with Taylor and Burke, which seemed a little would seem a little impossible because the apartment's kind of small. But they stayed over there a lot on an air mattress. Um, and they are getting a Maine Coon, hopefully, which I'm excited for them. Um, as Lavinia is a Maine Coon. So for you guys that don't know what a Maine Coon is, it's the big fluffy cat that has a lot of personality with the giant paws and the long whiskers and lots of fur in their ears. Um, but I'm pretty sure that most of you guys listening to the podcast know what a Maine Coon is. I was kind of shocked. Um, a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, I was telling someone, I was like, oh, yeah. You know, they're a dog person, you know, a total, total dog person. And I said, well, you know, Lavinia's a Maine Coon. And I'm sure they were like, just like, oh, great. Somebody who likes cats, gross. And they're like, what's a Maine Coon? And I just, you know, I told them it's a natural breed, a natural American breed. And they're big and fluffy because I, I knew that they probably didn't care too much. You know what I mean? It's so interesting, like cat people and dog people. Um, I'm curious about people's dogs. I like to know what kind of dogs people have because I think it definitely gives you a window into their personality and you learn about you learn about them through the dog, what kind of dog it is. So if someone, tells me they have a dog. I want to know about it. Um, with cats, though, I mean, <clears throat> as far as I know, I'm nothing like Lavinia. Um, she demands to be carried everywhere and is very spoiled. And she likes to supervise me. She's a very fancy, she's a very fancy girl, and I'm, I'm not a fancy girl. Um, and I, I think that, yeah, cats are, they do not reflect their, their owners in the way that dogs do. Um, one of the things, this is going to sound so awful, because there are no dogs that I actually dislike or anything like that. I don't, like, hate dogs or anything. But it does annoy me when someone says, isn't my golden retriever beautiful? It's the best dog ever. I love my golden retriever. I'm like, 
It's a nice dog. It's a nice dog. I'd, maybe, yeah. I think maybe, you know, Golden Retriever is the kind of dog that you grow up with and they're good with kids. And, of course, you're going to think Lulu Bell is the most beautiful dog in the world. Um, but I think the most beautiful dog in the world is definitely an African or a Borzoi. Those two breeds are gorgeous to me. They are works of mother nature art because you know they have that long fur or hair and they're graceful and they have those pointy faces and to me they just they go well with elegant clothing like if you're wearing a big cocoon coat and you're stepping out of a rolls royce and then you have your two afghan dogs i've I've read that they have really bad emotional problems, though. Um, that they are mean and per- perpetually unhappy dogs. Um, but I think they're so beautiful. And, and Borzoi are, are beautiful dogs, too. which are Similar to Afghans, but maybe a little prettier. Anyway, thank you for listening to this Mixed Bag Podcast. I hope to bring you guys an episode or two about Maria Callas and or Callas and Arionastas. I think that would be interesting. I've got to start shipping. I haven't even had coffee yet. Happy New Year to all. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs>